Hello, welcome to another interview from Strange Loop 2022. So in this series, we have a chat with the awesome crowd at the conference, asking what they do, their interests, their projects, and always something new, always something interesting to learn. So that's fantastic. So today we have with us Kenneth Eversall. He's a software engineer, and he's a native from St. Louis. <laughs> so how many times have you been to Strange Loop so far? Probably four or five times over the last couple of years. COVID put a Put a, put a small blip in that, but I've been here uh, several times and I, one of the beautiful things about Strange Loop is they record everything. So the amount of time that I haven't been here is probably easily doubled by recordings or videos that I've okay. learned from and gro grown from as an engineer. So you remember the, 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 your first Strange Loop and how did it change over time? Is that now different or is the same? It's definitely become more, I would say like world-class. It used to be kind of a scrappier group of people talking about technology. Now, today, there's some talks by companies that we've all used, like Netflix and Amazon. I mean, that's pretty amazing for St. Louis as a, as a native. I mean, a long time, we never thought yeah. something like that would be here. It's bringing a huge crowd every year, huh? Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so, any talk that I guess just half day to the conference, but is there anything already that you found interesting this morning? Yeah, I went to the Docker talk where they, they did data science on the packages and the security vulnerabilities of Docker containers. And very honestly, as a software engineer who deals with the infrastructure side of the world, it, it touches very close to my day-to-day -day work, but it is, it's terrifying. The amount of packages and how much of an iceberg it is some of them have 150,000 packages that we don't pay attention to. We act right. like it's magic. And it's starting that conversation of, hey, we're better than where we were 10 years ago, but there is still work to be done. Uh, definitely in that area of vulnerability and kind of even time wasted in that regard. Okay, okay. So what, what's your background? Did you went to programming directly from school? Did you learn programming after that? Yeah, so I was born and raised in St. Louis. I went to Washington State, all the way in Washington State. I went to Washington State University for college, straight into programming, computer science, did all that. While there, I founded a, a club on campus that dealt with satellites. So we built that up to about 200 people. Deal with CubeSats and stuff. Met some world-class people doing that. Met people from Blue Origin and Tesla and things like that. But I wanted to come back to St. Louis. I, I, I think there's a beauty to it, there's a simplicity to it, and there's a hunger that you can sometimes feel in larger areas that you could definitely, some, you can definitely feel it here if you're one of the natives. And I wanted to come back. So I worked at Boeing for a little bit, but I, I crave being on the forefront of technology sometimes and smaller teams. So I work, stopped working there and worked at a company called Balto. They're actually here. Highly recommend talking to them as well. And worked there for two years and I learned <laughs> trial by fire every day, infrastructure and scaling problems in real time. And that, throw that little word real time and every software engineer should be like, oh, <laughs> add that 10, 15 X of complexity. Is Bottle based in St. Louis? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So how is the, how, since you're based here, what's the technology landscape? How does it look like compared to other parts of America and the world? So. Technology in St. Louis, to be, to be critical, to be critical in a good way, but I want to see it grow. It's very SaaS-based. It's very 
B2B, solve business problems, things like that. When you compare that to the world, I mean, when most people think of technology, they think of Silicon Valley, Austin, New York, and Seattle, at least I do. And the difference between here and there is they focus on sometimes consumers, which is a lot harder tactic and strategy of a company. And they take sometimes more risks. I, when I was in college, I rode in an autonomous vehicle. Uh, I do think St. Louis is a probably a while away before we have that level of risk. But with that said, there's amazing technology coming out of here. One that I follow, but I'm not really in the field at all, is a company called Benson Hill. And they data science to kind of attack what we've equated what Bayer and Monsanto do oh, with just blanket putting pesticides, don't they? They take a more technical approach to it, which is really, really, really neat to see. The percent. Interesting. So is Boto, the, the company you mentioned, connected to Cloudflare? Which way? No, they're not connected. Oh. Uh, it's part of my career journey. I guess I am the connection in that sense. Oh, I got uh, it wrong. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They're connected in the sense of it's an amazing journey what is beneath the surface of technology and what it takes to build an amazing product. Okay, so what, what Boto is about? So I know it's about infrastructure for startups, but... We'll, what is the problem with infrastructure and startups? So, Balto, the, the call center technology, they deal with right. real-time phone call guidance, so helping people change how they communicate and things like this, like, and like how I'm doing now, where I pause, they would help correct that to help the conversation be more fluid. It's a very beautiful piece of technology in that regard, very real-time, which means the infrastructure needs to be cutting edge. Okay. Is that... Are we talking about the software mm -hmm. that the call center uses to automate the operations there? Is this what? Yeah, it's more of an enhancement to the actual in the human in the call center there. All right. Um, and that, it's a very challenging task. Uh, what, what is the technology there? Well, what kind of technology stack are we talking about? Oh, they, they predominantly use uh, AWS, uh, things like that. Like a lot of other SaaS companies, they use a cloud provider. And that's what led me to Cloudflare. I was like, what, what's going on in here? Like, how do these things build EC2 as everyone knows? Like, it, it's very ephemeral. It's this magical thing. And I wanted to hear behind that. Cloudflare does very similar things with network. And it's very beautiful in the complexity, but the simplicity of what we see at the end user. Uh, so in a day-to-day -day job, what, what is your typical I'm a, role? I'm a systems reliability engineer at Cloudflare. The best way to describe it, I deal with on the team that manages stateful system. So da databases, Kubernetes, those are my, the sister team that I work with. Another big one, Kafka. Kafka seems to be the, all the rage right now, or at least picked up more steam. I deal with Kafka, there's ClickHouse, tons of stateful technologies that help the product run. What blue languages do you use uh, that's where I really, I absolutely love Cloudflare. We are using the most loved languages in the world. Rust, Go, Go or Golang, Python. And that's what's amazing in that regard. And, and we do, the team there, honestly, does a great job of trying to show what you can do with these newer languages. These are, the one you mentioned, I think that they're all categorized as system languages in one way or another because they are close to, mm -hmm. they can talk to the hardware, they can talk to the low level. Yeah. So, but Rust maybe is a new entry compared to an old Go yeah. and then Python. So how would you, how Rust compares to the others? Is like, is 
same, is it good at the same job as, or plenty, if you can compare those languages, what, what? Yeah, I actually had this conversation with a buddy the other day. I think Rust's role, role will be to replace C and C++. Um, it really comes down to the compiler part. The compiler of Rust is a really, really strong, helpful tool, whereas C and C++, they compile code. And they're not helpful tools other than they just compile your code for you. Go is a very intriguing argument because a lot of people love Python. I think Python is one of the best feature-rich depths to entry to depth of extra level of Python developers can be. But to me, I actually think Go is going to replace Python in a lot of areas because, for, for example, concurrency, Go provides a lot of really simple syntax, very similar to Python there. But if you rip apart to go underneath the hood, it's more like Rust. It's more like C++ where you can control memory, you can control concurrency. It's still newer in the sense that I think generics were added like two months ago. <laughs> but I really think that's where it's gonna replace. It's definitely, people have interacted with Go if they've ever used Docker, if they've ever used Kubernetes. Yeah, I think there's a huge push. I'm very intrigued to see what happened with Go in uh, machine learning. What's the next you know, big challenge in the world of system programming or reliability engineering in terms of uh, there are Kubernetes, Dockers that are kind of established technologies. Is anything, anything next coming that is cutting edge that we still don't know about and we should look at? Yeah, so for those who worked with Kubernetes and Docker, they're very good for ephemeral environments, or the best way to say it, you don't care, there's a state, you can destroy them and remove them and add more and shrink them and do whatever you can. A very, an area that is ripe for innovation, an area that is getting innovation is stateful stuff. Your Postgres database, your Oracle database, those are not great candidates for Kubernetes. They can be, people can use them in very small scales, but at a, a very large company scale, databases with statefulness are not, they're very complicated. And Kubernetes, it's an internal debate a lot of times, hey, let's just throw Kubernetes at it. It's a, very, it's a very powerful tool. I think statefulness is the area of innovation because I'm for, like, everyone's pushing the edge. Everyone's putting Lambda function for AWS, stateless type of functionality. Yeah. But we live in state. Yes. And I think that's where we're going to see the next innovate, innovation. I don't know if Kubernetes will be the stateful manager. I know there's arguments with like right. AstriCorp, but I, I don't know generally of a thing that's solving that to the maximum potential of AM. Oh, very interesting. And so changing subject a little bit, so from going back to St. Louis, I just wanted to know also for people maybe listening. What are the meetups? So where are like the social gathering for engineers in St. Louis? Where do you go? Do you have any groups that you attend? Yeah, I recently tried to get into the STL Go meetup. There, there's some really amazing people over there. The other one is Venture Cafe. And that's a really great group of people working on that. And then that's kind of where St. Louis does lack as is growing that community. And that's really where I'm trying to be more active in that. Okay. And maybe you can send a message now and say, if you want to create the next meetup, the next group. Yeah, I would love that. I, I think that's, I, I'm a romantic engineer at heart. I, I think there's a creativeness to it that business that I, and that's where I would love to be a part of those meetups. And, cool. and uh, what's more. the best way to reach you for like questions or 
I'll get in touch with you. Probably LinkedIn, probably the best way, or Twitter, okay. but LinkedIn's probably the, okay. the most formal way to I'll do it. I'll make sure that, even if you spell it, uh, <laughs> I'll make sure it's in the show notes so anyone can jump on it. Any side interest you want to mention, except beyond the normal jobs? No, right now, I guess I'm just neck deep in technology. I guess it's more of a question for a rhetorical question in the sense of it, it's an idea of where do we want to take this? Where's the end goal of technology? And I think that's where a lot of people do have debate. And it's good debate. It's healthy debate. Uncle? I, I hope to see more non-people like you and myself just participating in that because it does affect everyone. So, yeah. So anything else that you want to add that we didn't touch on so far? So we forgot? Other than that, everyone should come to Straight Loop. Pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we are doing a great job here and giving the vibe, mm -hmm. trying to, yeah, showing, restraining the vibe that this is the conference for like, somebody who never came. Of, of course, of course. It's, it's an amazing opportunity for all, all sorts of beautiful ideas. All right. Kenneth, thank you very much for coming on, giving a little bit of your time, maybe skipping a talk uh, for <laughs> us. It was very interesting to talk yeah. with you. And uh, yeah. Thanks very much and enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you, you too.